We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogwumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. We got the biz. Hey, welcome to the biz. You know Episode numero dos. All right, that's uh, good tell vibes. That's tell good vibes. Em. You know, episode two. Uh, you know, we got me and Rizzo. If you guys don't know who we are, then, you know, that's your problem. But basically, um, we're here to give you a podcast on all things Rocket League related and outside of Rocket League. All the esports news, all the gaming news in the world. Um, you know, all the good stuff, everything just involving life on Twitch, everything, you know, we got it covered here. So we have a special guest today, someone me and Rizzo have known for a very long time, someone who has been involved in the Rocket League scene before, one of the first coaches in Rocket League history, one of the best coaches in Rocket League history. Rizzo, why don't you go ahead and introduce us to this beautiful man, beautiful man. The man, the myth, the legend, Chad. What is up, Chad? <laughs> hey, look at him! I was good. We got the shirt. Is there we got the shirt? Hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? You know, oh, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good, dude. You know, it's been on the grind, streaming. You know, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on to the hear. show. That's good to hear, Mr. Chad. So, for everyone that does not know, Chad uh, was the original coach of Rocket League. He was one of the first ever on Take Three Rizzo's roster. So he was. Rizzo's yes, coach, 
Um, and you know he has been coach streaming. slash manager. Do not undermine. Oh, this man's true, roles. true, true. I did true. it all. All right, you know. True. Yeah. Oh, true. We'll get into the one that. Stop sh- the one-stop shop of Rocket. <laughs> Anything you need, bro. I was there. You know. <laughs> but it really is the master of everything, dude. Taste care of biz. Taste care of biz. Hey. So. To introduce Chad, he has been streaming since the start of 2013, near the end of 2012, around there. You know, he plays all types of games. He's an expert in the FPS category. <laughs> he has a Chad of a Chad car. You know, he just walks around, Mr. Steal Your Girl, no problem. You know, that's him. 347,000 <laughs> followers on Twitch, 46,000 on Twitter, 4,400 hours streamed in comparison to Rizzo's measly 3K. And uh, my 1.3k. So uh, that's let's not get into that. We'll get into that later. Yeah, we can't just get past that too quick. 1.3k. I think you're slacking there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not get too into that. Okay. You know, we'll we'll All leave right. that. We'll leave, I, you know, I just became a streamer this year. You know, so that's fair. <clears throat> anyway, true, true. so uh, let's get into our first topic, shall we? Shall we? Yes, agreed. Okay, uh, go ahead, Rizzo. Take this one. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, sure. <laughs> First topic, fall major just concluded. Uh, well, I guess for every region, right? They're all done now. Uh, and, and and it was yeah. the last one, right? Okay. Yeah, and it was I just the last make one. Make sure on that. OCE already uh, won, right? I believe they already won. Yeah. You know, thinking about it, we probably should have prepped the other regions, but I think we're only going to talk about NA just, here because just NA, yeah. Let's, yeah, just NA. I mean, that's all we really, you know. Yeah, that's our expertise here. Yeah. Uh, I mean basics of it is the big four we're in the top four so that's that's cool for us right yeah that that's is all cool. good space station took the dub which is not cool for us that's not not poggers um besides that dude the viewership on that was insane yeah uh, for what everybody was expecting i think yeah the viewership was ridiculous i don't know if chad really uh saw the major or saw the viewers Oh but, yeah, of um, course I saw, bro. That that was huge. That was yeah. huge. It was like the was that? Am I wrong, or is that the like biggest Rocket League showing as far as online like uh, viewership? Online right? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, online, yeah that's online crazy. Viewers. It's crazy. Um, I think in part of it too, just the teams that were in the top four. Uh, like you know, go back to the big four. We have, um, you know, SSG, G two, NRG, and Envy. Um, I think everyone kind of expected that to be the top four, and I thought I thought it was just a really good. Um, tournament all along, you know, game seven, SSG, G2. We had game six, uh, SSG, NRG, they beat us. Uh, SSG won the whole event. Um, we had beaten Peeps and then we beat uh, Envy. And then Rizzo, who'd you guys play round one? We played uh, Rogue into Rogue. SSG. Okay, so how, how was that? Because I didn't watch that series. Rogue? Yeah. For us? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, okay, you know okay. Well, I, I mean, you know, this might just be a good thing. You don't have to watch that. You know, okay. saying? not to put you through that. All right. Well, then, uh, you it was know, it well. was good though. Like for us, it was solid. like you know how like sometimes there's a series where it's just like, wow, what am I watching? Like for us, it was good, but not so much the other. <laughs> okay, Rizzo, talk that shit. I guess. Okay. All right. So Rizzo's uh, coming out with the cannons all of a sudden. So no problem on there. <laughs> Um, all right, so Rizzo had an easy time. I actually thought that um, uh, we played Peeps, right? We, we so it, against Peeps, yeah, I felt like a, I felt like we kind of peaked on them too. It was just kind of like 
they got farmed, you know? Yeah. So I was, just, I was okay. Okay, so it's now you're, from the you're, talking, you're talking that shit. I'm not. Call I'm, me not up I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying, you know, we did eight zero them one game. So it was like eight two. Yeah, hey, we we six one I think or six two or something. Yeah, good so, vibe. Uh, good vibes for the boys. You know, we we don't talk about what happened in the finals. You know, we talk about what happened yeah, in your semifinals. Uh, the, what matters is after or like what matters is round the one. Finals round one. Yeah, yeah round one. That was the craziest. Yeah. So. We took an L, SSG won. SSG right now, uh, probably the best team in NA. Um, I think it just keeps kind of swapping uh, all the time. You know, every other week, one of someone else is being someone else. Um, yeah, it's been a good season for fall. Uh, you wanna you wanna go into what you thought of the of the winter of the winter split format announcement at the end? Because I know uh, we talked about that earlier off stream, uh, and we were a little frustrated, you know, but why don't you go ahead and uh, give the rundown what yeah. you thought. Well, uh, before before we go into that, I just wanted to chat, did you catch any of the matches for the major, or were you just, like, skimming? Um, a handful. I'm keeping myself pretty busy with, like, the stream grind recently, but I try to, like, hop in, um, like, I check your guys' streams out all the time, and I do hop on, like, the actual Rocket League stream when there's, like, some RLCS-type activity going on, but uh, I wouldn't say, I, like, watch them in, in their entirety. But I do yeah. try to like keep up and see how the teams are doing and who's on what team and all that. At least NA, right? Uh, EU's resident yeah, sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EU, or, yeah, not EU, just NA. For yeah, the most part. yeah, no, I, I don't blame yeah, you. Respect. EU's EU's a snooze fest. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, that's good to see us that Chad's watching. Yeah, usually whenever it's top of the top of the Twitch charts, like you know, my friend, like even the TDC homies, like they'll see it and they'll be like, "Oh, it's a Rock League event." Like they just know because if it has more than five K viewers, then something's wrong. So yeah. <laughs> That's usually how they end up, too. Uh, all right. Winter split format? Yeah, we can get into that. Yeah. So Let's talk about that. For the actual Let's regional... talk about the announcement. Hold on. Announcement first. I want to know oh, what you thought. Oh, okay. About that. This is what I wanted to get into. I wanted to know what okay. you thought about the announcement. Because so I thought I this was kind of funny. I don't know anything, really, behind it. They don't tell... Like, people think, like, they, like Sonics is, like, constantly in my ear or like anybody any of ours like telling me stuff or you guys or whatever or you scissor yeah yeah but they really don't mention anything so when they're like oh yeah there's a big announcement before the final i was like oh are they gonna say like maybe new org items are coming or there's like a yeah, big yeah. game update coming and i'm like oh sweet that's gonna be so cool whoa just up the chat i don't know if you saw they said that before the grand final there was gonna be a really big announcement like some you know like they've been they're really excited to give this announcement to everyone so that yeah, yeah i saw they were like hyping up something but what was it because i think i saw the announcement but like there's no way all the hype was for that announcement, right? <laughs> no, no cat. No, Riz, got say word for word the announcement. The word for word, just yeah. say it. It was like, I really remember James Watt's quote, word for word what he said. Oh, the, I didn't actually, I wasn't watching live when the announcement happened. Oh, it was so, literally, he's like. I don't know what he said. He just said, 24 teams, win and move on, lose twice and you're out and that's it <laughs> that was the that was the that's whole fucking announcement. announcement and i was like yeah. i was like well, you're telling me you had to tweet you had to tell the announcers to tell everyone this you had to make this much hype just to let us know that there's less teams and that there's a different format that's all that's really what it was I, it just seemed a little bit exaggerated and it kind of it was a kind of a let i feel like sonic yeah, is really bad uh uh really good at letting people down um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, to each their own. Science probably could have came with a better idea for that, and maybe just announced it another time and given us something cooler to look forward to. Especially at the end of a major, we don't want to just hear we we don't want to just hear uh, 
bracket news, I think, at the end of a major, right? It's just like, that just seems unnecessary. Yeah. So. Like, I, I feel like we already knew, you know, that something like that was coming. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but besides getting into the format, you know what this reminds me of? And I think you might season know. Season one? Season one? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Season Chad one, knows, Chad, too. You know? Chad knows. Yep. Season I was there, one. you know. Oh, I was God. around. We had this crazy us, idea. Oh, my God. The, the, they were telling us, like, in person, like, there's going to be a crazy announcement before. What was it? Before the event starts? <laughs> before, before the, the event, event yeah. starts. Before the grand there's finals, be a crazy right? announcement. Something like that. I don't know exactly. It was before it was. the grand finals. Like, we have Every single one of the Psyonics employees were, like, hyping it up, too. Crazy, like, too. Because we got there. Crazy. They're, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah. my they're fucking God. You don't they're know like, what I you're getting into with this. show you guys this. Holy fuck. We've been working on this for over two days. This is crazy. And that's it. They just start going. They just start going nuts. And over, then, over and it. then the announcement is the initial announcement of Rumble in yep. Rocket League, which was like it was like a trailer of a car driving, and then out of nowhere, it was the boot. boot comes the boot. out. <laughs> and that was the initial. Tra- and everybody was just like, "What just happened?" Uh, yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone was. It was like a whole like I could hear the whole crowd just sigh together. Everyone was like, "Whoa!" Like this is what they debated us with. Like that's crazy. But yeah, because the scene was super new too. So everybody was thinking like, oh, maybe like uh prize pool is the big thing yeah, everyone was thinking. Yeah, everyone was like, pool. oh, this is, they're gonna announce next season, season prize pool is gonna be two. like twice as much or like Yeah. And they're like rumble. Yeah, that was like, that was a pretty bad <laughs> That was a pretty bad bait. So I don't know. I I mean whatever. It happens sometimes, you get debated by Sonics. Um you know, good life. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonus today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Next thing, let's go into the. I, I, okay, well, we were going to talk about the bracket reset thing, but I think that's kind of like everyone just saw that as part of the announcement. Uh, there's a the new format is a bracket reset for the regionals. Um, it's not single well, it's limb a, in the playoffs. Yeah, it's so it's just double limb, limb right? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. There okay. would be 24 teams. Um, 12 will qualify through the open qual. 
yeah. and then um, and then just, uh, ten call literally just a du- literally just a double in bracket, and then if you come for blues, you have to bracket reset, and that's uh-huh. that's the format. That's uh-huh. it. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, the other the one I think one thing that I want to get into that I think is a really good change is the grid change. Um, you know, they said in the announcement that grid is now reduced. Uh, it is uh, four weeks, uh, I believe, only two days. Two of those days during each week. So I, I hope I worded that right. Um, yeah, it's well, it's it's, it's still over nine weeks over over the course of nine weeks. Yeah, but there's only four weeks where you're actually playing, and you only play two of those days every yeah. other week. So it reduces the stream time for teams from like eight hours to like four to six hours of stream, which I think is really good. I think it's very taxing, especially on like I remember James went from RLCS. Uh, like OCE or something or EU straight into our grid so he was casting for like 12 hours straight and Jeez. just like had no break so um, I think it's just I think it's better they probably knew it was a little bit too much I think I even think a lot of the players like I don't know about you guys on G2 but I know like you know Justin was getting a little worn out of how many tournaments there were and stuff and I was like yeah, I was thinking was like exhausting yeah I was thinking like damn we have all these tournaments right and maybe Chad might know something on this like I see his go is decked with tournaments like they have tournaments like every other week, every other month, like lands. It's traveling like every all time. day they're playing in something because yeah. they're always traveling, basically. Or so. Well, I guess they were back then, but. Yeah, that's why I was like, damn! Like, oh, the Rocket League scene finally gets in tournaments, and players already like can't handle it. I can't. I, like, I can't <laughs> imagine CS:GO. It's like best of fives. Each game is like sixty minutes, um, and it can be like it can just be so insane how much you're playing, and I, I it just must be like super burnout factor for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think the grid change is good. Four weeks, two days, uh, less less burnout for all the players. Makes it mean more, too. I feel like um, no one really cared about grid toward the end. I don't know what you think, but yeah. yeah the, the reason we cared is we just wanted the, the number one spot. But and by the time that yeah. it ended up mattering for us, we had already qualified through the regionals for the major because there's yeah. 16 teams. Now. Like, it was important at the beginning because there was only like six teams going to the major. Yeah. But since COVID, they couldn't really do that, so they made it sixteen teams, and then it was just like, oh, whatever. Well, we made it through both spots, so yeah, for us, we, it, it didn't really matter towards the end. We we just want. I mean, once we figured out, we couldn't even get number one because you guys were already number one in grid points, so we were just like, oh, whatever. Like it literally doesn't affect anything. I don't even think grid grid points factored in too much to the seating, um, regardless. Anyway, they but, did, but it was super small. It's yeah, irrelevant for that. Um. um that's <laughs> funny yeah the, funny. the other thing is um is for the grid the first day specifically is nobody is eliminated and you're playing for essentially like four hours just to get seated for day two which i want to know what you think about that because i hate it <laughs> that's well that makes it kind of weird i mean that makes it kind of weird for well one the sh- i mean that guarantees every sh- every team stream is going to be going on for like four hours yes yeah, so it, it does it guarantees more stream time for each org because none will be eliminated on the first day yeah. so they all come back for day two i think that's what they were targeting with that probably low-key because yeah. that's the only reason i can imagine that change um but i think it's i think that's kind of weird i think you i think you kind of want like what that means day two is probably gonna be really long then if it's just seating day one. Because yeah. they're doing what, sixteen team bracket in one day? That's gonna be like six hours. I mean, that's still a lot of time for both. It's, it's groups, groups for day one, and then in day two it just becomes one big bracket that's yeah. seated from day one. I don't know. And that's I think, single limb on the on the day two? Yeah, yeah, single limb on day two. How do you guys feel about that? Do you prefer like single limb 
single limb turning style or like do you prefer groups or do you like double limb style i think i like double limb more i do too but for this one i think i prefer single limb because i wouldn't want to be there much longer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 if it was a turn sure, if it was a tournament that had a lot more meaning you know it, it would yeah. well, this, is, probably... this is kind of just like your your like season in a way right the yes grid, the, sort kind of. of but the grid is like yeah <laughs> the grid is not really like a part of anything it's just kind of there yeah. and like you can qualify for the major would it be comparable to like mid-season mayhem or something it's no, just like no, a random no, no. okay it's not that like unimportant no. It, yeah. it is there there is like yeah it, it is important because you can qualify through the major for it mm-hmm. which i wonder if this uh winter major is going to be like if it's 16 teams again then i think the grid again is irrelevant but if this actual next major is only six and eight teams then i think the grid is super important okay yeah i i can see that i feel like i feel like they should uh like i mean i think they don't want the grid to be too important so that's why I'm surprised they make it so long because it seems like that just because they have such little point uh, point scale for it. So it feels like they don't want to make it that important, but then they make it like a like an eight to ten hour two day event. Um, so it's kind of weird. But I know you get some. I know you get a decent amount of money for it. like isn't winning it like three k a player winning uh, each weekly grid and it probably be double next next what or next uh, split. Uh, it was. How much was it for? It was fifteen hundred. If you in the nine week one, the in the first split, it was yeah forty five hundred for first place. So it's fifteen hundred each. But in this one, I'm pretty player? sure you okay. get ten k if you win. Yeah, it have to be more. So okay, it so now now it's going to be three k, right? Each person. Yeah, it'll be above three okay. k if you're actually winning these. Yeah, because they're yeah, there's less weeks or there's less actual tournaments, but there's just more money still. The same amount of money yeah. still. All right, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think I think now is a good time. To transition to get like all this info, transition over to our next topic because I think all this kind of relates. Um, yeah, you know, and this with, this one also, Chad can Chad can chime in a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, Chad, you know, Chad so. will go to chime in a lot for this one because it's all about <laughs> you know stuff back then compared to now. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, the next topic to cover is is basically the growth of the Rocket League scene, how far we've come over these uh, five years. You know, from not even being in esports season one, like it was pretty much a joke uh, up until you know nowadays we're we're pulling 200k plus viewers, prize pools going up. Um, you know, they're having they're having different formats, circuit formats. They're ha- every team is having their own items now, um, and they're doing their Are own they? streams. Uh, well, that's I'm just saying like compared to before. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Makes like sense. you know, and I'm not saying every team right now. Some teams, I guess, right now have it. But you know, compared to before, where we were, no, we were, that was the main thing. I remember orgs were asking for from the beginning, and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't bring it in until lately. So let's start from the beginning. Um, you know, let's let's start with how all three of us came into the scene, uh, and then you know we'll compare it to now. So you can go first. Uh, actually, let's go first with Chad. Let's talk about how Chad got into the scene. Oh, how I got into the scene. Yeah. Okay. Um. So when Rocket League launched, I hadn't played a SARP or anything like that. I was completely unfamiliar with it. So when Rocket League came out, I was uh, just, you know, streaming, doing my thing at the time. I was playing with a popular streamer, Summit 1G, and our other buddy. (laughs) And then we did like a little like streamer versus streamer, like 3v3 against like Lyric and uh, his two boys. And I was already like pretty decent at the game like compared to everyone else we were playing against i was like picking up very quickly i tend to like i tend to like pick up games somewhat quickly in general but i was like i felt like really good about it and i was having a lot of fun like playing it's so much fun so uh 
Cronovi, as many of you know him, was watching Summed at the time. And I knew about Cronovi because uh, he was the first like Rocket League guy. You know what I mean? Like he was the first guy like flying around, like doing all the cool shit that that everyone saw in Rocket League, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so he was watching Summit and I was just like, uh, he was in the chat and like someone said something. I was like, hey, yo, Cronovi, bro, hit me up in the DMs. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be goaded. I'm trying to be a god at Rocket League. And that's, that's how I met Cameron. That's how we started uh, playing together. And uh, yeah, I, was, I just got involved in the scene that way. Um, playing with cam and uh you know we made all our friends that that's kind of where it started for me at least made all of our all of our friends played in like the esl tournaments and stuff and yeah that's that's how i got like into it at the beginning all right nice nice good to hear i remember one time uh uh, from chad's early streams uh i think i think naveed chad he he was in your stream for a giveaway and he won the giveaway because i think he did i don't know if you remember you did like a car giveaway i think it was a dominus dlc and you oh, gave yeah, it I'm away, sure. and I think Naveed won it. And I, 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 it was like a random thing that I remembered. Uh, it was just kind of funny. <laughs> oh, anyway. so that's crazy. He yeah. never, like, thanked me or anything. No, that was really, like, season one, like, before <laughs> any of us even knew each other. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so. But, yeah, let's go to Rizzo now. Rizzo, how'd you get into the uh, into the scene? Uh, I, I mean, I was introduced to the game just from my Minecraft friends because they were like really <laughs> egging me on and really egging me on to get the game. I was like, ah, are there like dedicated servers? And, I like, like how I you can't know. even say this without smiling and like laughing. Yeah, yeah, oh, my it's, Minecraft it's, friends. <laughs> yeah, my Minecraft friends. But I mean, that's how I was introduced and I like, it was basically like well, the last 20 bucks of my PayPal. So I was always skeptical. I was like, ah, should I get the game? I was like, I don't know, guys. Dedicated servers. So I finally bought it or whatever, and so I just kept playing, literally like 14 hours a day because I was just addicted to it. Yeah, you know, go to bed at 6 a.m., wake up at 4 p.m., run it back every single day. <laughs> yes, sir. That was basically my life for like the first month, and then uh, slowly I like intro- not introduced myself, but I would like go to Twitch streams, and LoFi was like the first one that I found, or like <laughs> that I that I actually watched, and oh, so. Yeah. He would always accuse me of stream sniping him, which at first, at first I didn't, but then I started to. <laughs> it became the meme, you know? Yeah, he's like, he's really always stream sniping me, so I just play with him now. I was like, no, I'm not. That's funny. Yeah, I usually was. Low um, five, low five's a go. That's funny. Yeah. But then I, uh, I started playing with him, and eventually he was just like, you want to play an RLCS? I was like, or when it got announced, it was like a random thing. Oh, RLCS season one. And we're just like, oh, that looks cool. You want to play in it? Or he's like, you want to play in it? I was like, sure. Let's grab uh, Insolences. So then that's how Jesus. I was essentially introduced. Okay. Okay, nice. The way, uh, everything I have with me, my, uh, the way I actually bought the game, my, I didn't want to spend 20 bucks. I'm like, is this worth? Because I was, exactly. I was, I actually watched Summit stream. That was how I found out about the game. Um, and then, uh, I remember my cousin who went a lot from CSGO betting. He had like just extra items and he sold them for Steam money. And I, I paid him 10 real life dollars to buy me uh, 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 buy me Rocket League through Steam as a gift with the in-game gambling money. So that's how <laughs> I got Rocket League. I didn't even want to buy it for, for 20 bucks. I got it for 10 bucks. Um, Half right well. Yeah, pretty good deal. So uh, then I met uh, Matt. Um, who was uh, my first teammate? Uh, we or no? Technically, my first teammate was uh, Edwin and Quinn Lobdell. 
Really? Uh, because, I didn't even know you were on that team too. Yeah, because so was they that needed, Orange Creamsicle? Yeah, that was yeah. Orange Creamsicle. Oh, Looks like shit. everybody was on that team. <laughs> yeah. So they they needed like a sub for a tournament. So they messaged me. They're like, "Hey, uh, like you want to play with us in this tournament?" And I just I think I just knew him from ranked. Um, and then I played with them. We got like I think like second or third place in the tournament, and then I got booted from the team. Yep. Um, hey, and that then, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. So so that was that was funny. And then I met Matt. Me and Matt are like the twos duo. Um, I think most people in NA kind of knew me and Matt as like being a ranked duo. Like we're basically like the Taroko and Grills of like 2015. Um, and so we we basically played together every single time. We we joined Battle Car Galactica together. It was me, him, and like Timothy, I think. Uh, and then, you know, then we made Rogue, uh, and you know, here we are today. We're all beautiful in the future. Um, the only one not here is Matt. So even actually Matt and Insaw both pieced it, you know, they're both gonzo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even lo-fi is still around a little bit. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how we all got started in Rocket League. Um, you know, Chad, how'd you become a pro in Rocket League? Let's talk about that. Okay. Like this term <laughs> gets thrown around a lot. <laughs> I don't know if I would ever really say I was a pro. People like to attach Whoa. that label. But you have the title, I mean, don't you? Yeah, you got do, the title, I do bro. have RLCS Elite Season 2 title. That's yes, true. Sir. That's it. true. If you got the now, title, did I see? It. Did I see a second of field time? I mean, maybe not, but, like, I got the title. <laughs> so, you know, you tell okay. me, you know. Okay. I was there, you know, I was there. I was helping the team in any way I could. I tried to, uh, you know, I tried to support the boys, you know. It, it was a fun trip to, like, hang out with everybody again because I wanted to go to the second RLCS, but it was cool to be uh, that that the Take 3 boys allowed me to to be a part of it and, like, try to help them. And and I think, like, looking back, I think I, I did some things that were probably helpful, and I, I tried to keep you guys, like, on on task and, like, like you know, focused on, on the weekend. But, I don't know, it might have just been more of, like, a friend hangout session, a real, like, coaching substitute role <laughs> okay wait since we're on this topic let's just go into it the let's talk about the difference between coaching back then and coaching now because oh yeah you, you were technically like the first coach um you know i want to know you know what what you did uh and then i'll go ahead and give the differences you know what i did what i do okay so yeah as a coach like you know there's like no coaches in rock league right it's not it's unheard of essentially yeah, at the time at the time it's just so chat. i'm like okay how can i how can i do my best like from you know experience so i've played sports my whole life i've been involved in, in like things in that are that are similar in the sense of like coaching so it's like okay how can i use like my history my knowledge and my knowledge of like these guys my teammates my pals to to best like make this weekend easier for them you know best give them like the chance to succeed so i i uh basically was kind of just like the bitch boy like water boy like role <laughs> essentially not i mean literally yeah i would like go grab people drinks when they wanted but i would like make sure you know we knew like what times we were playing like where we needed to be what we needed to do like made sure everybody was like comfortable the entire week and make sure like everybody was focused on what we had to do and then uh we even broke down like we broke down some replays together um and and would watch the games and kind of dissect and and analyze what was going on and in what ways we thought we would have to alter the play style of the team against like certain opponents or like, you know, mistakes we would notice um, teams making over and over and over again and things like that. So we did have a few sessions where we like sat down. And I tried to like lead the charge and like break these things down. And I, I mean, Rizzo, do you think like it was helpful at all or like, <clears throat> I mean, I, 
I feel like it was helpful. I don't, I don't, I don't think in any way that it could have been negative. I mean, definitely like keeping a level head is like the the number one thing. And if you don't have, you don't have to worry about like a time or a schedule, and like somebody handles that for you, it makes your life so much easier. And that's yeah, sense. yeah, and that's that's like what I wanted to do. And I think a big thing was me working more directly with like insole than than you or, or Chris. You know, <laughs> I think it was it was keeping insole like on track and keeping him like you know not not upset or you know keeping him focused and keeping him like confident in his play for the weekend. So yeah, yeah I think that was like a big part of the role I had was just you know keeping insole where he needed to be. Yeah, don't let that dude tilt upside down. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. That's always a struggle. I mean, honestly, everything pretty much sounds exactly the same. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, we do the same thing. I pretty much just, uh, I, when we're out of land, um, you know, obviously, you make sure they uh, they got their drinks, the water, all that stuff. Everyone, Every coach is a water boy at the end of the day. Um, and then, you know, you, you, set up, you make sure you take care of all the scrims, all that stuff. Uh, I think one of the biggest differences is now coaches are like always sitting and watching through every scrim, even online, like every single scrim, uh, your coach is usually there. Um, it, I feel like it's not necessarily like how much just like input we're giving. Like obviously we give more, we give a lot of input in between the games. Um, you know, if we're playing a certain team, uh, we try to talk about strategies f- like for that certain team, obviously the same thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the biggest difference is, uh, you know, coaches, where was I going with this? Like, basically, coaches now, uh, just being there in scrims, I feel like, makes your team play more serious. I think back then, like, not having someone just, like, watching over you guys, you guys can just, like, troll and kind of get away with it. Like, I remember we used to do that a little bit until we got Fickle. Um, and then Fickle would kind of just, you know, make sure that we're all, like, taking it seriously. We're all, like, focused on improving. Like, that should be the goal every time. Like, I feel, I feel like nowadays I reiterate that a lot, especially with my team, just, like, you know, you don't have to you don't have to enjoy scrims, but just like make sure you're playing to improve in scrims, not not to just like go out there and just have fun. Because and if you're not having fun in scrims, you can just troll. So yeah, that's like, I think building I think building off that um, too, especially with Rock League and and in general, like the scene is is pretty young, right? So uh, like having a coach in scrims, I think is probably very very important because there's this dynamic that can build when you are scrimming, where you know people get tilted, people get upset, people get frustrated, and and playing on a a team of three guys it's really easy for those two guys to want to gang up on the one guy that's like either being negative or like not playing his best or whatever it's really easy to sort of develop this like toxic environment and i feel like that's probably why a lot of teams um it didn't last super long early on i think i think having a coach there can help with that and kind of keep everyone level-headed and keep egos down and you know stay focused and you know Teamwork and all that shit. Yeah, all that good shit. Yeah, like I makes know, a lot of you. You make a good point. That makes a lot of sense, Chad. I didn't hey man, think about it that way. I, I was a coach, bro. I know he was bro. there. I got he knows the mental game, coach bro. Chad <laughs> Goff, bro. The infiltrator. My next role going forward in the, the scene. Infiltrator, infiltrator, of course, coming soon. <laughs> you know. The infiltrator. <laughs> oh my god, the infiltrator, dude. That's interesting. That's interesting, Chad. We'll talk about that one later. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think, yeah, I mean, I think honestly, it's a lot of the same comparisons for the most part. I think one thing that like you just taught, you just talked about is like, like for squishy always kind of blames himself aside from like people gang up on one, one player will think that they're the fault for the team. Like squishy does it a lot. He thinks he's mm-hmm. playing poorly and he'll blame himself especially because he's new to the team. So he just instantly assumes it's his fault. And like, 
you know, you got to keep reminding them like it's it's a team effort. And if, if that means if you're not feeling comfortable, it's probably because your teammates aren't doing a good job of helping you, you know, integrate with your play style. So it's not it's at the end of the day, it's never just one player. I think that's a, a lot of players uh, try to blame themselves and I put the blame on them on one person. And it's usually never the case. Um, but OK, uh, what else? What else should we go over? Rizzo? What do you want to talk about from the early growth of the scene compared to now? Uh, the difference in becoming a pro today versus what it was five years ago. <laughs> like us from everything, like both business wise and, and, uh, you know, uh, career wise compared to, you know, now like well, everything, if, if, if you have more to say than I do, then feel free to add on, but no, yeah, you go first, you go first and yeah. then, and then I, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you do have more to add on to this, but yeah. the way, like I became a pro was legit low five asking hey do you want to play in this rlcs and then we qualified and then i was just on a team every season afterwards yeah. so that's how i've been in the scene the entire time um now <laughs> if you try to do that and you say hey you want to join lcs you try to make it through the open bracket it's going to be an absolute sweat fest yeah there's going to be a hundred teams that are capable of making it through this 12 team like 12 teams will make it through and there's going to be like a hundred that are like actually capable of doing so out of like a I don't even know how many teams, probably about a thousand or something, probably go yeah. through it ish. Um, but the concept of finding a team is a lot harder than just, hey, you want to play in this? It's like people will look at your first, you're like, you're ranked. If you're not like the highest rank or you're not on like the leaderboards, like they really care about that. And then like six mans as well. Six mans is like the most important thing when people are trying to find a team and they like oh, will just no. deny people spots if they're like a lower six mans ranked than them. Dude. Like instantly, I didn't know this six is, this is, is what important. like yeah, this is what like Gyro had told. This is like uh probably a year ago or something. Like Gyro had told me this, and First Killer had told me this. Actually, not even a year ago, probably like six months or something. But they'll just like instantly deny you if you have like a lower six man's rank. It's wow. crazy. Okay, six man's. I remember me and Chad used to play some six man's together back in the day. Played some six man's in my day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Played oh, the six yeah. man's. Yeah, stay fresh, you know. Yeah, I mean. uh uh, the, basically, the same thing happened with me. I basically became pro because me, Matt, and um, A Money were like, you know what? Hey. We're hey. like, you know what? Let's team, guys. So To the moon. To the know, moon. We thought A Money was goaded because of like Crow. Like, we thought A Money was like unreal because Kronovi played with him. So that was our mindset. Like, because, you know, we're Kronovi Kronovi fanboys. Um, and, you know, we played season one, me, Matt, A Money. And uh, it was literally just a matter of like, hey, guys. And it was, it was sweaty, though, the open qualifier. We went yeah. to the open qualifier, qualifier three times to make it. And I mean, we made it every time. It's ridiculous. Like, you know, season yeah. one, there was two quarters. The, the early seasons. You had yeah. to keep going to the open qual. Yeah, mm-hmm. so season one, both quarters, we made it. Um, and then, you know, season two, I had school. So I subbed for one season. I went And I came back to play again season three. Um, and it was literally just like, you know, every time you have to go through the open qualifier and the open qualifier is deadly. And now it's like, back then it was easy cause you were just better than everyone. Everyone else was trash. Nowadays, everyone's good. So yeah. like, it's so much harder to beat people. Um, and, it, and it's all about playing on the day, playing your best on the day. And it's Rocket League is so much like that where one team can just pop the fuck off one certain day and the next day they'll be trash. Like it really is just like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, aside from just like qualifying for being a pro, 
Like back then, we got six hundred dollars on Selfless, six hundred dollars a month, and we were <laughs> hey, like, we're that's fucking, that money. We were like, hey. we're rolling in the dough. Like we were lit. Yeah, that was one. That was the highest salary at the time too, wasn't it? Yeah, well, six hundred was the highest under Selfless, and then Flipside got one point five, and they topped everyone. Oh, um, that that reminds me of like another part of when I was coaching, when I was working with the team. Oh yeah, remember I was fucking talking to orgs, bro. I was talking yeah. to every org was I could. He on the line. I was, for, you know, forward bro, business like, it. Hey, bro, are you trying to spot? You trying to pay us <laughs> not, bro? Pick up the other one. Hello, you paying us not? Just all day, bro. That's all I did. You <laughs> yeah. Know? No, you don't have money or hang up on them. Well, I was like, time. I was trying to get these orgs like invested in Rocket League, so I was like pitching Rocket League as an esport to these orgs, as well as like trying to pitch the team. Yeah, because there was like nobody. There was like nobody in Rocket League. Then. No one. Yeah. It was, was you know, like brand power, new, and that's it. Uh, I think uh, another thing about like becoming a pro in the early days, which I think this is a trend with with like any game that turns into an esport, and the, the only difference here is like there wasn't really a game before Rocket League other than SARP, but that's like very niche. So there's a handful of people that had some experience that could carry over from SARP to Rocket League. Yeah. But um, this this trend in like any esport you see is like the first season and the first couple of seasons, you have the people that got the best, the fastest, or I think even more so nowadays when it comes to esports is like you get the big streamers on the teams in the first yeah. season, right? Because that's where the orgs like see their return, right? That's where yeah. they have the potential to make the most money. I think, um, I think it, in Rocket League, like back in the day, there wasn't like too many huge streamers, right? It wasn't like crazy big in that sense. So you kind of just had like whoever was like on a team, whoever like was like, all right, I want two teammates, like picked your teammates and like entered the tournament and was the best at the time. Like they they made it, right? They made it. But then going forward, you kind of had this weird, uh, this weird ecosystem, which I think is prevalent in, in most esports, that all the teams at that that top, that like quote unquote top level. And you gotta think like the game's still very new. So like the skill ceiling could be here, but like players have only reached this far right and so there's this thing that happens the the app like after the first season where there's sort of a shuffle of rosters you don't seem to see like too many people coming up it feels like the 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 pro scene is almost like gate kept and yeah. i think that that is super prevalent in like every sport um yeah. and that never really works itself out until like i think what maybe i mean you guys would know better because i stepped out of the scene but maybe like fifth season yeah, probably like RLCS six. I'm thinking when like yeah. all the rest became a thing. Like yeah. even then, um, like top rosters, like R RLCS rosters, wouldn't really just switch and grab an RLRS player. Like Justin was probably like the only exception. Really to rare. That. Yeah, really rare. Yeah, and they would only just swap RLCS players just consistently, and then like occasionally, a lower tier team would grab an RLRS player, and if he did really good, then another team would just snipe him. <laughs> Yeah, it's so rare for a player just to like, like you know, let's compare it to like basketball for example. Since I know Chad knows basketball, so does Rizzo. Um, like it's it like for example, like there's not really players like I feel like Justin would be compared to like LeBron, like coming out of high school or like you know high in Justin's school, yeah. case RLRS, literally immediately into the big leagues, right, and just like dominating, like absolutely dominating. Like J Justin literally came in and was immediately considered like top three best players in NA. Like no, yeah. after he joined in, uh, Energy, and it's like you know that 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 hasn't happened. I, f I don't even think in EU that's happened. Like maybe the closest would be like what Alpha or something, or like um, uh, who's who's in a, who's the recent? Wouldn't wouldn't Astral be one? Astral? Astral, yeah, yeah, Astral. Astral's the other one. Uh, but yeah, so like that that doesn't really happen too often in Rocket League. So 
Um, I mean, you got Scrub Killer too. He's kind of like the LeBron. He was literally too young to play in the league, and yeah, then he hit the Asian oh, yeah. teams were like on him instantly. You know. Yeah, yeah I, that's true. that is true. Justin kind of hit all at the same time. Like he became of age, um, like the moment he kind of like got really good. So it was like perfect timing. Scrub also just came out of nowhere, won worlds for the first time. Well, he kind of was always in the scene, but no one really liked. Right, he's in the scene, but he's too young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy about the about like the gatekeep what you're talking about because it does happen in every esport. Even oh, yeah, that's a real thing. Happens in every esport. Yeah, yeah. Even Valorant, it's happening. Even right now, it was like, just I think I think Rocket League developed more organically at the beginning because like SARP was so niche and there wasn't yeah. people that were automatically better, right? Whereas like you have FPS games, you have FPS pros that'll just like swap over. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there's similar similar skill sets involved, so it's like. Yeah, there's not too many games similar to this. How like it just. I mean, what would you say about like becoming a pro nowadays? Like you have to grind the fuck out of ranked, like try to get six mans. Once like people recognize you from ranked, is that like you gotta go crazy? You don't even need people to recognize you from ranked. You could just grind six man. Like you, you. like how do you, you get in? How would you, you even you get, get it? it? Like, say I'm a player, like coming into Rocket yeah. League, right? And I'm like pretty good, and I want to take it to the next level, right? Like I, I do okay in ranked. I do pretty good, pretty high ranked, like top ranked maybe. But like, how do I even get in contact with these people? Like, how do I get involved in six man? How do I find the right like players that will actually make me better? The right six man's the right lobbies. You basically, you know? like, um, you you play rank until you're like a high enough MMR, and then you would just rank check because it just takes your ranked MMR. So you just rank check into like the higher rank, so like rank B or B plus. I don't even know which one you could rank check in. Yeah, but you can't you can't rank check into like the very very high level ones. Like you can't do that. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. So you rank check into like B or B plus, and then you have to make it through B plus, and then rank A, and then rank X, and then rank S, and then. So like it's kind of like it's kind of like grinding like ESCA or something for like yeah. an FPS yeah. game. Okay, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then I guess you would just meet people through the Discord and the Six Man Discord, and you just find people you like playing with or whatever, and then maybe add them or something. Like I don't, I don't yeah. even know how yeah, that like process. Yeah, that's the only yeah. way I could imagine. <laughs> you, have, you have to make friends, yeah, yeah, through through Six Man's, which is probably the hardest part because everybody's always tilted in there anyway. So I, I also, I was thinking about this too. Like you know how Rock League is more free to play. I'm imagining now, probably in like what two to three years, we're gonna be seeing a lot of new pros, like really good pros. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it would take at least like two to three thousand hours, like maybe three thousand hours minimum to even like contest the current pros because it's just like you you need to catch up so much. But like now, I feel like uh, if if you start if you start a game at its at its uh, like right at the beginning, if you try to start Rock League now without knowing any mechanics like how it was originally, it would it would do the same thing, right? It would take a couple years to understand, you know, flip resets, all that stuff. But now yeah. a new player coming in immediately, they have access to all the info. They know, but they'll they'll know about flip resets, flip cancels, oh yeah, you know, Dude. wave dashes, everything. All, so. all the all the research they need, like they can find anything they need yeah. to know. Whereas like when we were playing, dude, like I remember Sad Junior would like pop into the team so we could be like. Hey, bro, I just discovered a new mechanic. And then, like, <laughs> like you know, like, we were literally discovering ways we could abuse yeah. the mechanics back then. And now, like, you have all the training packs. Not even, like, just the Rocket League ones. Like, there's a bunch of custom stuff, too. Like, it's so easy. There's so many resources now to, like, improve if you're just starting out. Yeah, big time. I think players Dude. would get faster a lot, a lot quicker now than before. And I was, uh, so I've been streaming a lot since Free to Play came out. And there's people that are just, like, Hey, I'm gold. Like uh, I've been practicing flipper sets, but I can't get it. And like I know, I know these people are like new to the game. Like I'm still yeah. where I'm gold. I can't. I'm trying to flipper set. I'm just like, dude. 
You don't even know how to hit the ball properly. Why are you trying yeah. to do a flip reset? Yeah. And like that that's what people are trying to learn first, which like I mean it's That's whatever. crazy. I mean but don't like, it's if ridiculous. they're trying to learn that in like their eightieth hour of the game, they're gonna be insane. Yeah. I like back then it took me like a like a like a hundred hours to get my first aerial and I was like, let's go. Like I just wanted to like learn the yeah, ground. <laughs> I was like a one V one in season one. I got my plat crown to prove it, you know? I just sat on yeah. the floor and I one V one. That's it. So aerials are a different ball game so i never really got into that until i was so i was like a couple a couple hours in you know yeah i feel that. um but yeah it, it's it'd be it'd be interesting to see in a couple of years all these new free-to-play players like est 2020 and see see them in rlcs so i guess we'll see what that looks like in the future that'll be fun oh i wouldn't doubt it man especially like think about the young kid i mean i don't know how much higher you can go with the skill ceiling as far as like mechanical play in the game but like like you know some of these young like Fortnite gamer boys are going to be like <laughs> disgustingly just yeah. insane mechanically yeah. like on a on the controller even in a year like those people like they might yeah, not even, even in like a year into, or two they might yeah. not even go into like pro play or like very competitive they're just going to freestyling or something like yeah. that yeah and like yeah, they true. could just make a bunch of new stuff or you're going to see a bunch of new freestyling thing it's going to be crazy um okay you want a next topic? You want let's. Uh, I think I want to talk about one more thing, and then we'll go to the next topic really quick, just to cover it. Yeah, sure. Is the viewership? Uh, we, we we talked about it a little bit, but I don't think we really compared the viewership from then to now. Um, yeah. So you, uh, there's some stats written here from Rizzo about 2016. Our viewership was uh, 10 to 30k. Was this land? Or was this, this? Is, no? This is like online. So just basically throughout the okay. season, uh, our LCS season one average, like I mean, sometimes it was even at like 5k, but it was like. 10 to 30,000 viewers in um in Rocket League just like on the online events or yeah. I don't even, what, what how did they even do that season the whatever play, just right? online it was just yeah, the, the league play, play that's what it was it was five <laughs> games uh, or five five games per team five plays yeah other. they made you play five games yeah set of five not best not of even five. a series <laughs> yeah it was like Rocket Royale RLCS um but yeah so 80k viewers uh, season 1 land now we're hitting 225k for the major uh, online, yeah, the, land, so, the season one land peaked at 80k. Yeah, that that's nuts. That's nuts. I, I can't imagine how crazy it's gonna be when we have a land. Um, you know, the viewership's gonna be. I, I'm gonna say at least like what 400, 500k. I feel like it yeah, could be like. I, I would say half a million. It'd probably be pretty close to that. Yeah, I think I think we could hit it. Um, especially the with how how long it's gonna be since to our first land because you know we have it's been it's gonna be a year from the previous land to the next land that's how long it is from the first uh, from the most recent land we've had um which is crazy oh, yeah i didn't even think so about that. uh one year to the first land of rocket league since covid and um you know that's gonna be uh absolutely psychotic uh and i don't know do we know where it is we do know where it is right what the is there like a major or something uh, you're no, like the, the event we have, like the the well, I mean, okay, they didn't like confirm the land right when they announced it, but they basically gave a date for the land and like I don't think they gave a location though, right? That's what I'm I don't even to. know if we know it's a land though. I think we do know it's a land. I think they had planned it as a land, and they're just like that wouldn't surprise adjust. me because I yeah, think that, I, I mean that really just, wouldn't surprise me. That's just some stuff I remember. I don't know if I'm remembering wrong, but I thought it was like um. You know, there would be a there's a land that's gonna be there at the end of the year. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, Wait, is the split even done by the? Uh, it won't. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like the middle. It's gonna be in the middle of next year. It wins. Are we talking about winter split? 
I'm talking about yeah, winter split. Does winter split end this year? E- e- no. Okay. I don't think so. So there probably won't be anything this year then. Uh yes. If there is anything, I don't even know. Yes, I just yeah. worded like an idiot. Um <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, uh Yeah, it's gonna be like I the main thing I was trying to get at is it's gonna be like almost a full year until our next land, which is gonna be nuts. That's that's yeah. just like it's just like weird. There's gonna be to a lot that. of hype for it, is the main yeah. thing. Because it has been a while. Now do you think that will actually affect the online viewership for it though? Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll get a lot more viewers. Yeah. I think everybody would be super interested in seeing how teams fare in like a land environment, and nobody's yeah. also also nobody's seen how the major works. Yeah, uh, in that sort of I environment. Think I think getting it just by free to play. So you guys have a, like a huge new audience probably coming huge. into Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've never seen a Rocket League land. Like a Rocket yeah, League right. are yeah. all hype. Like they're, they're crazy. Yeah. Dude, and, Rocket League and lands are crazy, man. Yeah. They just had new drops added for this. I mean, that's probably why we had a big peak in viewership as well. The free to play and they announced new drops and it brought True. old viewers back and then new people are like, oh my God, drops. Yeah, yeah. So Dude, definitely free to play. It's yeah. like a second launch. I think one of the reasons season one did so well, like out of the gate was. I mean, Rocket League was a great game. Everybody loved it when it came out. It was super popular. Everybody played it. But, like, everyone was amazed by just, like, being able to fly. And so, like, the RLCS, everyone could fly around. You know what I'm saying? And that, like, yeah. blew people's minds. So, I think there's, like, so much hype behind Season 1. That's why it, like, started off really strong. And you might see, like, a little bit of, like, a second coming of this with the with the free-to-play announcement and this, like, huge time period without a LAN and, like, all these sort of, like, you know, new people coming to the scene are, are now huge fans of this player and, and you know, whatever it is, they're going to be like, really, really want to see how their boy does yeah. at land, like in real life in front yeah. of people, you know, under yeah. the pressure. I think, yeah, yeah, that'll definitely be pretty insane for you guys. Yeah. Uh, and I can't wait to see, you know, we're, we're probably going to get like stadiums or some nutty, some nutty event. Um, I imagine for the first coming land and it'll probably be, you know, uh, I, I hope it'll be in the U S cause I think that'll be a better idea for the first land. Um, just because it'll it'll get more people there, especially with free to play. Well, yeah. Keep in mind, if it is a land right now with COVID and everything, people can't really leave the U.S. I know. Well, Nobody I mean, really allows them in, so I, it kind of has I'm to be here. I'm saying all this, assuming COVID's gone, like assuming it's fixed. This is okay. I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm assuming everything here, right? So this yeah. is you know this is after we're done with all this. If we're done with all this, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, knock on wood, you know, what I'm saying anyway. Uh, let let's go let's go into the next subject because I think we're uh kind of how how far are we into the into the timer? Do you know? Fifty two minutes. Okay, so yeah, let's how go long the, you've been live at least? Yeah. Okay, so let's head to it's the next. Let's head to the next topic. You want to go? We, um, we kind of went over this one, did we? A little bit. Uh, not like we did the first part with Chad. Basically, yeah. I'll just, I will summarize. I'll go yeah, over just, this, like we'll glance yeah. over it. Basically, we're gonna talk about Sathage timer a little bit. You know, he started in twenty sixteen. Uh, playing pro play ended in uh, 2020. Retired on the Sonics, so I kind of wanted to bring this up because you know it kind of relates uh, to life after pro play. Uh, you know, I I have some experience in that. Riz, uh, Chad does. Rizzo probably will soon, considering he hates the game. <laughs> um, uh, All right, dude. <laughs> anyway anyway we all hate the game so uh we i have retired chat has retired uh rizzo you know he's going strong he's carrying our light with him uh and and you know basically we're gonna talk about life after pro play but i i just kind of didn't want to go over this too much but basically like 
I kind of just want to talk about how it, uh, you know, how it is between coaching now and pro play then. You know, if it feels that competitive itch, that was something I mainly want to talk about. And basically, to go over this, uh, I feel like I feel like you know it scratches the surface with with coaching for the competitive itch. Uh, I think nothing will ever replace how nutty it is to play at a land. Like, there's no better feeling in the world. Yeah. Uh, than like you know playing for something important because I think when you're when you're playing competitive, it's just like you want to just destroy the other team. Like, there's no better feeling. It's like especially because you know you've been grinding nonstop to win, and like you want to see that work pay off. So uh, I think that still still kind of fills that gap with coaching. I, I coach we coach energy whenever whenever they win, it's just straight good vibes. Like it feels really good to win, especially when we win worlds. That was a good example. Like you know, it felt like you're part of the team still. Like it doesn't really. Yeah, you know, it's not like you're that just sitting sense. there AFK. Like you're you're actually with the team. You're on the stage. You're coaching. So. Uh, it's a good feeling, but um, you know I, that was supposed to come up before the chat and his coaching thing, so I can introduce that. But you know uh, we don't really have to anymore. As we talked about that earlier, uh, you know, Chad, if you have any take on this, you know, after no, yeah, that's an interesting thing you said because I would say like uh, that's a good like sort of comparison. Like when I was coaching, it's like you coaching now. I uh, I don't think I mean in general, rock league coaching was like unheard of, right? Like that was yeah. that was the beginning of it, and. I, I don't think like we were as integrated into the, like I was as integrated into the team. And, and like, I don't know if this is just like a me thing. So maybe you could shine some light on this, but I like, I felt like I was doing like whatever I could to help everybody out. But at no point did I feel like, like I was the one winning or like, I was like accomplishing anything really, you know, all I could do is like kind of support my boys and like, you know, to, to do things to make it easier for them. But I never really like, like I don't think I'm a season two elite. Like I'm not like oh I got I got fourth place in Rocket League World Championship. Hey. Bro. You know, like I, I don't feel like I really did anything. I'm never gonna like you know have a chip on my shoulder about it. Yeah, uh, personally, I feel like when we won Worlds, I didn't feel like you know like I got the trophy. That that was mm-hmm. why one thing I didn't want to go and hold the trophy because that's a team's trophy. Like you know they they they've been grinding their ass off and they won the mm-hmm. trophy. So I sat on the side, I watched them, I watched them raise it, and I was like clapping. You know, it was just it was just good vibe. I'm, I was happy they won. I didn't feel like you know I I like earned the trophy or anything. It's different. I still feel you know I'll go and I'll say I'm a world champion just for just for fun. But yeah. Like you know I'm not on the field playing um and you know getting that trophy it's, it's a big difference you know the nerd no I- yeah and i think you have like every right to too like even if you want to go get the trophy because i think coaching in general has become more of an integral part of a team now and i feel yeah. like now like as a coach like even if i were to coach like right now i feel like now i would feel like i'm actually doing something you know what i mean i feel like i'm actually like contributing to the team or the dynamic you know? yeah I, I felt like that i felt like i could well i still felt like i contributed to the win only because afterwards like garrett and justin came to me and were like i don't think we would have won the land without you there like you know coaching us mm-hmm. yeah and like that that was when they told me that i was like okay like i actually That's felt awesome yeah, yeah, actually, it was a like, straight good vibe. I felt like you know I, <laughs> yeah. I accomplished something with them. Like you know, yeah, my, yeah. my work, all your hard helped. work paid off. You know exactly. So that yeah. was that felt really good. But you know, even then, I still want to go hold the trophy because it's different. Then I'm when I'm watching, I'm thinking in my head like this is a game seven, world's overtime. I could not be in this position. I wouldn't want to be because it's like <laughs> the amount of fucking pressure. I like I was literally I could feel like me, my muscles twitching because I'm watching them play and it's like so nerve-wracking. I can't imagine sitting there in a game 7 grand finals on a land, hundred thousands of viewers at home sitting there and trying to score one golden goal to win all of the finals and take home the prize. Like that the amount of fucking pressure 
is ridiculous and people don't get that. Like how much pressure is on stage for the players. I just I couldn't do that. There's no way. See, I think I think everyone well, everyone handles pressure differently, right? And like you're yeah. saying you can't do that, like that's the fucking shit I eat up, bro. I love <laughs> the pressure. I love being squeezed into a situation I gotta fight out of, bro. That's I thrive off of it. It it de- okay, I will say it definitely would be an awesome situation to be in, but like I couldn't picture myself not being nervous. Like there's no way. I, no, I yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, it, no matter how hard I, I it would make I don't me want to win a more. person who's not nervous in that yeah. situation. I, I couldn't want to. I wouldn't want to win more in my life, right? I, I would. I would never try harder. Yeah. But I would be so fucking nervous. It would be insane. Like you, you all the pressure's on to not make one oh, yeah. mistake. It's crazy. Um. So yeah, that, I mean, I mean that, we're not like talking about dealing with pressure necessarily. But I feel like if I'm ever in like a situation or have been in a situation like that, I I definitely like and I I know I'm, I feel nervous. But once like shit gets rolling, like I am so locked in that yeah. it doesn't even like. I don't even notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get, I get like locked hyper in. Focus. Yeah, exactly. You get hyper focused, yeah. but you're. I notice my my heart starts beating. and can feel it, but it's like I just ignore it because I'm just like so fucking chest, focused. Bro, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You're just so focused <laughs> on trying to win. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we could we could. I just wanted to, again glance over that talk. We kind of straight off of it anyway, and kind of led into the next thing with lands. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, let's just. You want to go over this, Riz, the lands, or you want to go into the Twitch streaming? Um, I th- I think we could go into the Twitch streaming. To be honest, I think it might be probably better. Yeah. Okay. I think we kind of cover the lands too. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. So this is this is good for Chad to be here. So, early Twitch streaming. Chad probably has uh, some of the most experience in this. Chad and Rizzo, very early streamers. Um. You know, you guys probably would have more insight into this than I would. So let's talk about, uh, you know, Twitch back then or Justin TV or Oddshot, you know, whatever it was back then, uh, you know, talk about it, talk, and then we'll go into DMCA's nowadays and we'll, uh, you know, get into that and how it's affecting the current Twitch life. If you want to start? Uh, I, I think you should start because I don't think I have much about like early, oh, very early. I, I, think I mean, like you. the big hoss is then and now. I mean, back in the day, <laughs> man. I mean, okay, so in general, like, back in the day, Twitch, like, 2012, 2013, it was a very, very different animal. It was nowhere near the size it was now. This was before it was owned by Amazon. This was before, you know, the Fortnite boom and and all these other, like, huge things that brought a lot of mainstream attention to Twitch. It was a very niche thing, you know? Not anybody was just, like, streaming games, you know? It was the pretty, like the guys that were like pretty into gaming and like everyone streamed because they wanted to share their gameplay, like with their homies or like, you know, other people nowadays, Twitch is, is definitely a different animal, but back then everyone that streamed was doing it because they were very, very passionate about what they were doing and they really enjoyed it. The money wasn't there back then. People weren't making a lot of money on Twitch. The biggest streamers like back in like 2012, I think summit, had like 500 viewers and he was like one of the top dogs you know along with like soda pop and a couple couple other like og guys and that was nuts that was we were like holy shit jared has 500 viewers oh oh my fucking god you know nowadays it's like you get memed if you have less than 500 viewers you're a nobody bro (laughs) rip you to pieces bro it's fucking savage it's crazy savage dude that just makes makes me think of like 
I'm like 12 minutes into my stream or something. And there's like lol W only four or 40 viewers or something. I was like, come on, oh, man. Yeah, I just started. Oh, yeah. yeah well, dude, it was, it was really cool. It was really cool because um, the interactions you get now, the Twitch is so huge. Like there's a million people. Everyone's got their anonymous account. Back then it was more about like finding a community and like connecting with people. And I think Twitch is still about that to some degree and streaming is, but it's not the main focus anymore. And that's like, that's why you got these like incredibly strong communities and these guys like some of them are still around from back then because that's what it was like you were just connecting and hanging out with people for fun and and everybody in chat you know they weren't just like kick w and meme this meme that like everyone was a real ass person with something to say and like that was that was like it was a whole new world bro there's never anything like that i feel like you're about to make me cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that it, it seems like crazy, such a good man. community, dude. To have, uh, honestly, that 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 must have been like the prime of Twitch, like not having such age chats and just like everyone oh, kind of hanging out. So, it was crazy. It was, I, it was how amazing. was your streaming back then, Chad? Um, like in what sense? Well, just you streamed back then, right? 2012, yeah. 2013? Uh, yeah, like 2013. I think the beginning of 2013. It was like uh, holiday 2012, I think I built my rig. Because um, I played games. I played fucking games forever. Me and my brother played all sorts of consoles growing up. And then um, we played on our family computer. So uh, I, I was playing on this like dog shit integrated graphics, like home <laughs> PC, you know. And so like when I finally, like I was watching Twitch back then. Like this was earlier, like when Twi- Twitch first popped up. And I was like, I think I was watching Summit, and I was like, streaming's fucking awesome. I want to do this. And I built my shit and just went crazy. I, I think I started with um, Daisy Mod, the Arma 2 oh Daisy Mod, God. and uh, Counter-Strike were, were like two of my two of my early stream games, because I played Counter-Strike. Um, I played like Counter-Strike and Source and Gary's Mod and like a lot of, uh, a lot of Steam, like Valve games and stuff like that. That was like my, my shit growing up. So when I was finally able to like stream it, man, it was, it was amazing. I, you could actually stream back then and like not have zero viewers being a nobody. You know what I mean? Like having no established like following or anything. You could turn on your stream and like, find, like people would actually find your channel. You wouldn't be sitting at zero viewers forever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. oh yeah, there's so much like. Bro, it's I a mean, C. It's a C. Go to if the you, top of Twitch, browse, sort just by. Just go to yeah, Fortnite. Dude, just yeah. go to Fortnite. <laughs> it's insane. Actually, it's yeah, insane. Sort, sort by lowest viewership and just look at all the zero viewer streamers. It's like crazy. that is, you're competing with those other zero viewer streamers as well. You're not even competing with the guys who have 20k. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like it was so new too that you could like put Twitch in your name and like literally spam everyone on your Steam friends. Because like I feel like I feel like friends list back then were a lot like. Uh, closer. Yeah. Like, closer like they were actually your friends like everybody in your yeah. friends was like you talked to and like everyone was like cool nowadays <laughs> like i have a bunch of people added who i haven't talked to in like years bro Same. like random That's... people i add for like, one game because they're a friend of a friend like but we used to just go down our steam friends list and like i had a steam group i would like post in the group when i went live i would go down change my name to twitch.tv slash chad plays games and i would <laughs> fucking run that shit everyone of my friends got a message like hey guys i'm live if you want to come hang out i'd really appreciate it and i just spam that shit to everybody oh, i knew yeah, that's get fucking awesome today doing that. Oh, yeah. you would get instant vlogs oh, yeah. yeah that's oh, yeah. fucking Things sick have changed, man but i mean that's kind of how we got it going back then and it was just it was it wasn't super super hard to get discovered um twitch was just different it was different i mean you know, I, crazy. I think oh, i started you at like i think i started like 30 viewers 
um not like started Sheesh. started but within like a couple of months i averaged like 30 40 that, viewers well that's a lot playing like that, playing whatever dude, you know? if anybody did that now in a couple months that's like the dream people that's, would yeah people would that's what you need to like that. build yeah 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 um i wasn't gonna go i just wanted to say something really quick because i just thought it was funny uh you know the the twitch twitch chats you know back then probably are so like calm right and then you know, I just saw I saw you laughing earlier because it was a message in chat about how your chat is literally just farts for like the entire day. Just people talking about farts and fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. and Rizzo looks so sad knowing his whole chat is just laughing at farts. Yeah, so this is what Twitch has come down to. You know, back then Chad has a community of his homies from Steam, and nowadays absolutely random people in every parts of the globe just talking about farts in Rizzo's chat. So, <laughs> bro, he does it um, to himself. Though. He donate bits and it farts on yeah, stream. Yeah, he does. I he mean, Dude, I can't get rid of it. They laugh every time. It's you the funny man. You kind of deserve it. You kind of deserve it. I do um, deserve it, dude. Yeah, yeah. You but know I can't get rid of it because they'll, they'll lose it. They'll lose their minds if I get rid of it. Okay, okay. You can you can go now. I just wanted to talk Bro, about that. Bro, that shit's real quick. actually hilarious, though. I've, tra- I've trapped myself into it. That's the worst part. It's so funny. I laugh at those a lot. This is actually mad funny. <laughs> the awkward part is my favorite. There's there's some good timings on some of them. Yeah, 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 like some real serious. Like Athena will ask you a real serious question. I think I have it yesterday, and then there's like <laughs> yeah. a fart noise, and you're just like, "It's so funny." It was so funny. <laughs> Classic. Oh, That's good. Um, I I streamed in like twenty. I don't even twenty. 13 probably probably around the same time you did chat but i was yeah. strictly in the minecraft section oh yeah i was locked in there so i didn't know anybody on twitch so when you say summit had 500 viewers like that blows my mind because i know a few streamers back then um who would go go from youtube and like plug their twitch and everybody would be like twitch like i'm not going to twitch or whatever but when <laughs> i like fi- finally got on the site or whatever and i saw some of these people i think like gassy mexican was probably one of the Oh yeah, that, that I knew of, where he had like, um, or like the creatures, the the oh you my guys god, yeah. yeah, the creatures went to Twitch kind of early, and I think those were the only other people I knew. But in the Minecraft section, like I remember being like, not not the top streamer because there was always somebody surpassed me, but like top five with like eighty viewers or something like that. And thinking about like back then how that was, and like being like I don't know if I just imagine doing it for eight years straight, I'd probably be dead mentally at least <laughs> but if i just did that for eight years straight i'd probably be like i'd be dream or something you know what i mean yeah, yeah literally, I mean, literally yeah. Build, yeah probably not but like it's, it's hard out, to look <laughs> at it it's hard to look at it like that though because no like you weren't making money back then even like the that, top streamers were true. not making a living like they yeah. worked true. jobs and then streamed on the side so i yeah. mean a lot of those hours could be seen as like wasted almost you know what i mean like uh, the concentration of like value for your time, as far as like you know financial, if we're talking about that, it's it's uh like for you, it'd be definitely like later on, like you wouldn't have been like streaming Minecraft like forever and like really doing anything with it, you know. And Twitch, like, yeah, it didn't see like a huge jump in as far as viewership and community numbers either until um I don't even know. It steadily kind of growed, I think, throughout like the CS:GO era. Yeah, um, and then like I mean the Fortnite wave, and then like, yeah, the Fortnite one. boom. Fortnite was like, wave was huge. It was huge. Uh, that changed the game forever, man. Yeah, that right there. The that was the nail in the well, coffin. What was that like? Twitch, 2017 sure. or 18? 2018, right? 
Has it been three years? No way, it's been three years. 2017? Fortnite release date was uh, July 2017. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, I guess it didn't boom right off the bat, but it took a couple months. But still, Well, yeah, no, no, it came out. I remember because Josh did a fucking sponsored stream and we played the Save the World like zombie defense game. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this is, you know, this is cool. We like did the hour of sponsored content or whatever and like got off. And then like, like a month or two later, like BR. And that just it was over, dude. Honestly, yeah. the game the game was pretty fun when it first came out. I I discovered it from Stormin, who played H one Z one. He was doing like your old rogue buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he was playing. He was playing it, and I hopped. This is like literally there was like one k people on the whole game, and I was like, this game is. I thought the game was like actually fun, and then like literally I fucking blink, and like five days later, it's like number one on Twitch, and I'm just like, yeah. I watched I watched Tim play it or Tim and uh, Sacriel, I think his name. Uh, those are the first two people I watched play it. I, th- I just randomly saw Tim on it. And I was like, "What's this?" And then he got sniped in the head, and it was hilarious. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, th- those are the first two I saw playing it. And they had like twenty k. Sakura probably had like ten k. But yeah. just seeing like that, and then I don't, I don't know. I guess the whole ninja thing probably. I mean, that was mainly it. I guess the ninja thing, the nin- the Drake thing was massive. That was actually like, yeah, that was that was a pretty that was like a legendary moment in Twitch history. So. Don't know how we got Drake on here. Aren't um, they like not even homies anymore? Wasn't Ninja like, hey, bro, yeah. he's just using me, bro. Yeah, yeah, cloud, Ninja said bro. Drake was using me, bro. Oh, I'm Ninja and Drake hates me. That's crazy. I mean, that's, that's kind of like, crazy. Drake kind of like does that to get in like niche areas. I but, mean, to you know, be but, fair, but there's I mean, no fucking on, way Tyler. you come can on, ever bro. say that you come got on. used by Drake. That shit set, that shit set off Fortnite and Twitch and Ninja so hard. That yeah, shit set huge. it off, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got was... Travis Scott asking for band-aids, like. You got fucking, you got <laughs> Travi, iconic, you got man. Travi Patties, dude. You got every, everything's just going loose now, dude. Okay. This is going crazy. Let's talk about, um, since we're on Travis Scott, let's talk about DMCAs. Okay. Uh, mm. because. Oh, good segue. They, yeah, they have been, they have been, uh, more prevalent as of late. And, um, you know, I think you've, you've both received emails as well about, you know, not needing to remove, uh, all content before a certain date. And, you know, oh, you can't play music because we're Twitch. So, um, you know, to summarize, if you guys don't know what's going on, uh, you know, uh, music has to be basically royalty free to be played on Twitch. Otherwise, you'll get hit with a strike. And, um, you know, that means you can't play all your favorites. You can't play, you know, you can't play Travis, you know, Cole, whether you listen to, you know, weird country music or something, you can't play the, the usual. Anyway. Um, I find I discover a lot of music from streamers, you know, so I'm, I'm shocked every time this happens about DMCA and how they haven't, you know, figured out a way to get through it. But it it is, it is so weird to me that they are trying to remove their music from the platform, uh, and not let, not let people listen to it because they want to get paid a little bit more instead of instead of including all the exposure they're getting from the streams. That's that's why it's weird to me, you know. And I'm pretty sure you guys might feel the same. So I just kind of want to hear what you guys think of the DMCA's. Um, you know, if there if you have some crazy solution thought up in your head somehow to fix it or not. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like art, the artists or the labels do own this content, right? And so, like they're in charge of like who can and cannot use it. And it's hard to really argue the exposure 
thing because while I agree it's real and true and like very successful for, for like some artists, I think it's it's hard to argue when you have, I mean, how, how many hundreds of thousands, millions, maybe streamers on the platform, like. Bro, Drake doesn't need you to like get the free promotion to your two viewers, <laughs> man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, so th- that's fair. I agree. Like the the laws and and everything happening, the people behind it, the fucking suits at RIA and shit are behind the times for sure. And it almost feels like more of like just a fuck you move because while most of these streams like that people might find artists through or whatever aren't really going to generate a ton of revenue, you have your, your your outliers, your big dogs that will realistically turn a lot of people on to certain artists and like actually help like promote them. It's like, I feel like they would rather instead of finding a system or just like allowing people to use their shit or finding like that, that balance of like, where is it like worth it to like, how do we figure out how to allow who could like listen to music and stream it and who can't you know what i mean that seems like way too much fucking work for them to actually develop and build a system so so these motherfuckers are like well i mean we we can't get the money so just pull the plug like because we don't want them getting any money potentially from our work so like yeah fuck you guys you know they're realistically probably going to lose money doing it and like cracking down like this they're not really because they're, they're not losing money the whole the whole thing is they're yeah. like oh we're losing money because they're not really losing money dude no one's opening a stream to like, I'm not opening Rizzo's stream to hear him listen to fucking Drake songs all day. Like this is only yeah. time I can and listen to Drake is because sound. Rizzo's playing it, dude. I'm going to like, dude, I like, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of bullshit. But at the same time, like these are artists and these are people that worked really hard to create their thing. And like, while it sucks that they probably don't own it all. And they're part of that whole like music industry machine, you know, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, someone owns this and they have the, the, you know, like you wouldn't want someone using something you made like willy nilly for their own personal gain necessarily. Right. It's like, but I don't think the impact they think it has uh, is as substantial. You know what I mean? I I don't think it's, it's truly that, that great that they're losing money, like, and pulling music in general, like cracking down on this really hard. I don't think it'll be good for them, but I definitely think it's a big like fuck you. Like you're if we're not gonna make the money, you're not gonna it's make money. It's just a bad look. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, just like, a bad look, yeah. But it doesn't matter for them, dude, because it's not the artists. You know that. Like the most of the artists probably if they had any say in it, they don't give a fuck. Like at the end of the day, uh, like they probably would let everybody listen to their music and love that people want to use their music and share their music. I don't know, dude. It's complex, you know. It's yeah. complex, but oh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot. That's for it's sure. definitely kind of killed the vibe for the streams because it's like you know you can't yeah. listen. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I can't uh, get in like the fucking groove. Bro, yeah, listen to my shit. I'm just like if listening. I, if I to, like, have to listen to a trumpet go off one more time in my DMCA free music, that's what like, I'm saying, dude. I just the I vibes. Know, the vibes have been shortened to very tiny vibes like this so <laughs> that's like cool um all right i mean rizzo you want to add anything to it <laughs> like i put they should be paying us to add oh yeah i added a note i added the note uh in the in the in the little notes we have about how that we should be getting paid to play their music you know but that's not um, ever gonna happen anyway besides that i, th- I feel like the first record label uh or just any label to like be progressive with it i guess is um like to make sort of like a subscription service or anything like that to where 
a streamer or a creator can use that would probably be pretty successful. Um, uh, Monster Cat has a licensing thing. Right, yeah, like Monster Cat mm-hmm. does that, but I mean one of like the bigger labels with, you know. Oh, not yeah. Nas- not I necessarily mean, Drake, but like, you know, whatever label they're, because they signed so many people. Yeah. And that, like if you just get like, like a, But a that's like bundle. what's tough about it. Like you can't bundle out your fucking Ariana Grande's, your Drake's, your, you know, these mega superstars. You can't bundle them out for five bucks a month, bro. Eh, no, I'm like, not saying that, five bucks. Like, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't expect it to be cheap. Like, yeah. I, I don't expect it to yeah, be Yeah, it'd have to be, like, pretty fucking legit, dude. But, yeah. like, yeah, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it's not like you're paying, like a, like a, like a tv contract or something where they <laughs> license a song or something you know it's not i'm not saying it's yeah. like that but any sort of service like that and like they don't have to be the the biggest artists they could be like you know the mid-tier the lower tier yeah. like some give me something to work <laughs> with list, bro i don't it's want to listen to elevator music the whole time please just anything <laughs> give me a lyric something to listen to yeah yeah right um all right well i think that kind of covers everything there is one more thing that i was saving to ask chad um so this is kind of interesting you know little uh inside scoop so chad uh this is completely off talking from everything we've talked about today okay i just i just want you to um you know tell me about when you got noticed in japan when i got noticed in japan <clears throat> about uh a double date double date wait I, I think i heard this i know about this but i don't know what it is a double date. Wait, when mm-hmm. I wait. Uh a double date and your friend's date noticed. Oh you. my fucking god, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot all about so this. You, Holy can, you go, shit. can you tell me the story? Can you tell oh me the story? Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm full screening the story. All right, Holy let's hear it. shit. Let's I'm trying to think dude. of who who we were with. Oh man. Okay, so So chat with the Japan. Let's, let's I was in Japan, yeah. So I was in Japan. Um I was there with my then girlfriend and uh, some of her family and uh, we were um, hanging out. I forget where it was, but we were out, out and about in downtown somewhere. And, um, oh, we were in, I think we went shopping somewhere. I think we were just in like Ginza or something, or we might've been in Harajuku. I can't remember, but we we're out shopping and we met up with um, um, one of like a family friend that was on the trip with, with them and with all of us. Okay. And uh, he was like single and he was uh, tendering or whatever, like getting his swipe on while we were there. <laughs> and so he like matches with a girl or whatever and he's like talking to her. And so like they're going to meet up, like she's going to like come hang out with uh, with us. And it was like the three of us, right? And so she's going to come meet up with us. So it'll be like a little double date type scenario action, right? Okay. And so we're walking around this little area, like hitting up a couple stores, like just like Adidas store, you know, like checking out all the stuff in Japan. And we ended up going across across the way to this little like it's like a bit of like an alley with like a bunch of seats and then a couple like food stands right. So you got a couple like different. Um, I don't even remember. I think there was like ice creams and like corn and like some all kinds of like cool stuff. And um, so while like we're sitting there with this girl, she's like pretty shy, whatever. She's like pretty shy. Um, she's like she's like. Wait, it's like seems to be going well, right? Like, you know, she's a little quiet, but like it seems like they're hitting it off like to to a degree, right? Okay. And then she's like, Hold on. Are you that Chad? <laughs> and like the homie looks at me and I just look at him and I was like, What do you mean? <laughs> and then like she discovers that it is me, the Chad that she knows <laughs> from, PUBG, from PUBG. From <laughs> PUBG. 
and all my PUBG success. No way. And so, bro, this girl, bless her heart, she starts fangirling mad hard, bro. And she's supposed to be on a date with our boy right here. Bro, he's he's fucking pissed. He's over it. She's like talking to me, like staring at me, like asking me all these questions. Like, dude, yeah, it was definitely like hella uncomfortable. God, it was so fucking funny, dude. He literally got curved. <laughs> What, did accident. you did you just like, did you just piece it on the girl? Yeah, yeah. Run? We ended up uh right like uh I wanna say fifteen minutes of that was like all he could take, and then we were like, Okay, we gotta go. See you later. It was fun, nice meeting you <laughs> and all that. But dude, yeah, they, it got it got real weird. It got oh, real no, weird. Dude, that's hilarious. It was so goddamn funny though, dude. It was so funny. Holy shit. Chad's famous <laughs> in Japan, I guess. Well, are you, know? are so you the Chad? <laughs> you <laughs> The oh. Chad? Did you think you'd ever hear that in your life? Are you the Chad? No, dude, never. Never. That's crazy, dude. A, ra- a so random funny. girl in Japan recognizing Chad from PUBG. That is that is some next level shit. I literally came there for off Tinder for like the double date with her homie. And bro, the, the look of like defeat and sadness in his eyes <laughs> at that moment, like, dude. <laughs> He probably so was funny, mad. Man. He's like, "Holy fuck, got fucking curved in front of the homies, dude! <laughs> By my own homie." So fun. That's crazy. That was so fun. Oh. That was really funny, dude. That's good. That's good. I'm glad we got to hear that. I'm glad I. Oh, uh, I forgot. I got Thank you for reminding me. Dude. I forgot all about yeah, that. I, yeah, that yeah. was not the story I thought it was. No, I'm glad. Good. I'm glad I got the insider scoop because I wanted to get some some uh, some nice little info on you before you oh, came. Oh God, out I wish I could remember like more details of the conversation because I'm sure it was just like juicy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah that's a, that's pretty more. much all I can remember. That was the gist of it. All right, all right. I'll ask you some more about it maybe off stream when you think about it more. But uh, yeah, I'll try to like I'll try to think and like. Remember right. the day. That's pretty much it, though, everyone. So, That's you know, we got. that was that is the biz. That is the biz. So, hey, look, we got, we got, you know, thank you for watching. You know, I make sure, hey, by the way, everyone, Chad, awesome dude, you know, at Chad on Twitter. Go follow him on Twitch. Just Chad. He has the goat. You know, actually, that's kind of goaty. You got, what? wait. Rizzo's the only one without just his name for both Twitter and Twitch. That's crazy. Okay, dude. that's crazy. Imagine. Anyway, where's the Twitter, man? That's crazy. That's I, crazy. Some rat has it. A literal rat. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what it is. Hey, hey, I'll link that shit. Hell yeah, Riz. Hell yeah. Hey, yeah, copy page link that after. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Me. I, you know I still put the links down. All right. Oh, boy. Well, wait, wait, we should mention as well. Um, we do have, I need to get these links. We do have the links for Apple Podcasts and Spotify oh, now. So I should true. drop those in chat. So you'll be able to listen to that. And any YouTube listeners as well, those will be in the description. Oh, oh let me link the YouTube. Let me link the YouTube. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, the YouTube has 5K subs. Chat, you guys got to go sub. Let's go. Wait, how do we have 5K? Did you plug it today or something? Uh, Not really. I mean, I put it in a video. All right, I just really want to go sub. All right, everyone. Love you guys. Thank you for watching. Follow Chad on Twitter, Twitch, everything. Thank you for coming on, Chad. You're the GOAT. We appreciate you. Hey, thank you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun, dude. Hell yeah, baby. Here are more links for you, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Go follow follow everything, you know? And literally everything. Okay? All right, everyone. I don't have a... You know what? I'm going to do this. the one Rizzo sent. Uh, Wait, where's the, uh, the offline? Oh, here we go. There we go. We're offline now. I just said starting soon, but it's wrong. Nice. Okay. <laughs>
All right, everyone. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for watching. Good night. Peace out. Good night. Peace. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.